or you can do all those things and so much more. Just grab a seat in the chair or the floor. Sit back, relax, recline. While she drops another casual line. You're tuned into Casually Molly with Molly and Boogie. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Casually Molly podcast. As you know, I am your host, Molly Ambergy, uh, based out of St. Louis here. Remember that you can always casually subscribe to our podcast on all streaming services. And don't forget YouTube. Uh, we can also find us on Facebook, Instagram. You know what? You can just look us up on social media whenever you feel like it. Whew, I was a little, I feel a little bit out of breath on this one, but uh, I'm very happy to be here. Before we got recording, I got to talk to uh, our guest that is here right now, Joe Bates. Give it up for him. Yes. <laughs> Joe, it was a pleasure getting to kind of talk to you a little bit before we started recording, uh, but now we get to be on the air with everybody else. So how are we doing? Yeah. Where are we... Uh, where are we seeing you at? What's going on? We've got a mirror in the back. We had a dog for a hot minute. Where are we right now? <laughs> well, we are. I'm trapped. Call somebody. Um, <laughs> this is my only way. I can only contact podcasts to help. I have been kidnapped. Um, no, I am in my uh, I am in my house in Indianapolis, a broad ripple area, in case you're wondering. And uh, the mirror makes the room look a little bit bigger, so it's nice. Um <laughs> But overall, you know, that's where I'm at. And I've been here for a while, uh, every day for what seems to be eight years. I think I've had my whole stand-up career inside this house, it feels like, at this point. Can I oh. – uh, what's kind of funny, though, is, like, we have the same mirror. So I can uh, I can relate to you very much on that. So What? Is this your house, Molly? <laughs> What happened? It's like, that's what I do. I just put, you know, everybody thinks we're in studio right now, but really we're just casually in my house that, yeah. uh, no, it's okay. I, I don't have a house, but maybe one day. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Well, gonna... after the, the money you're going to make after me being on this podcast, <laughs> you sure will. I think. <laughs> oh my gosh. I had to get some water. <laughs> Those who are listening on audio. Cause that was really funny. Uh, but yeah, Joe, I already like you already. You're a lot of fun. You're uh, from my local tri-state area because I told you I'm originally from Cincinnati, Ohio, uh, but now mm -hmm. we are here in St. Louis. But what's great about this time, even though I know we've had some lockdowns and things like that, is that I've been able to connect with people I haven't met in person. Uh, so it was kind of cool. You messaged me and you were like, hey, I got this album coming out. So what I kind of wanted to do this time, normally I'll do some plugs at the end, but let's plug it in the beginning. You have an album coming out January 22nd. Why don't you tell us the name of it, which uh, <laughs> I think it's going to be pretty easy for people to get and uh, yeah. what we should expect with it. <laughs> uh, I got an album coming out January 22nd with On Tour Records. Uh, Pre-sale is out now, um, but it is called... Uh, in a guy, you might want to bring out the notepad. Um, it's called Joe Bates, Joe Bates, Joe Bates, uh, by Joe Bates. So oh, wow, it is, it's very self titled. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, no, I mean, the rule of threes they told me, and I thought that's good for album titles. Um, so that's kind of what I went with, and uh, it's I'm telling you, if it, it, it's probably my favorite album that I've ever made. Um, and the only one, but still, I recommend 
if you guys if you guys like helping a dream or just uh pushing my insanity more enjoy the album it's got stand up a little bit of sketch some character work uh enough to show that i don't know how to write uh is really what it does <laughs> well i am like i'm very excited for you i told you i actually clicked on somebody had shared the pre-sale link so i clicked on it just to kind of listen to some things you've got a lot of great stuff and then the video that you sent to me now the video you sent to me was also really good if is everybody able to find that where can we look up the set <laughs> so uh, i don't know which video i sent you uh, it was, was it, uh, <laughs> it was like so the flyover it, Yes, that was the, yes. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Flyover Festival I thought representing I made that. St. Louis. Yep, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> that was a good set of mine. Thank God for St. Louis. Without St. Louis, where would we have a sister city for New Orleans? Um, and <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, you know, I really like that. Stuff. Yeah, if you just search my name on YouTube, if you need my name again, that is Joe Bates. Uh, <laughs> Joe Bates stand up. There's actually a Joe Bates stand up in the UK. Uh, Oh, what an imposter. We got the, yeah, we got the real one this, here. <laughs> yeah, I watched the stand-up. I'm not concerned. Um, <laughs> I think I'll be all right. But when I re reveal my album cover, which is, I'm telling you, it's it's so good. You got to see it, kids. Um, <laughs> he was the first one to like it. And his Shut Twitter up. name is at, yeah, his Twitter name is at the real Joe Bates. And I'm at Joe Bates Comedy. You'll see. Uh, there later um <laughs> it's the new special effect george oh, lucas thank you go. so much yes oh my gosh move <laughs> over george lucas um but it was weird to see the real joe bates like my album which i was like well that's this is i feel it i'm feeling imposter syndrome in yeah. this life oh 100 percent. <laughs> well we've got the real one here on casually molly you heard it first next week Next week. <laughs> this happens all the time, too. So you were just on my boyfriend's podcast, the Day at Night podcast. And this happened with, you know, we were talking about earlier, Gabe Kia, where I messaged Gabe. Gabe's like, I'll totally be on. And then he gets on my boyfriend's podcast first, even though he asked him second. And then literally you're on now. And I'm like, you can see him on Day at Night, but you can also see him on Casually. No, but it's all right. Jimmy and I, uh, we have a very friendly competition when it comes to our uh comedy sesh here but uh the what i kind of laugh about too is i'm sure you're probably trying to navigate through quarantine right now and also the pandemic obviously and what's kind of cool about it is that you know there's a lot of great comedy albums coming out so mm -hmm. um it's kind of almost not to be like yay like your comedy album came out during a time where we can like but you know i'm sure like people are like oh i need something to fill my time and look it up um, so how do you like, how do you think it's, uh, do you think it's going to maybe affect listeners be able to hear it more? Like, what do you think? <laughs> well, my plan was, um, to eat a bat, cause this whole pandemic and be the only one <laughs> releasing a comedy album. So <laughs> with everyone else doing it, it's really hurt my chance. <laughs> no, I always just find, it just seems to be a trend now where everybody's like, I've got one, but, um, I am really yeah. excited for you because you have a bunch of great credits, right? Like there's this really great credit. That, like, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> oh, you're like, I don't believe you. But here's the thing. You really do. Aren't you? You said you were a writer on the uh, Bob and Tom show. Why don't you tell us a little bit uh, about that? Uh, I'm a writer on the Bob and Tom show. It was a, uh, it's a pretty good experience. It's just they, they give you headlines, you just write jokes for them. And it feels like boom, 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 which is a, not necessarily listen to stand up my kind of writing, but it yeah. is a good tool to kind of like work on.
quick one-liner so I can fill out the rest of my set and, you know, everything else. It's just a good tool to learn. And they've been good to me. I've been on the show a couple times, and, uh, yeah, I I love it. I, I, I don't know. I really like I really like it. So it's it's uh, not much more than that outside. I'm just <laughs> every day writing the <laughs> jokes. Sure. More puns than I really like to write, but um, – but it's been a it's been a good experience, and Tom is like one of the nicest guys oh. I've ever met. You know, which is kind of weird because he doesn't seem that way on the radio. Uh, <laughs> but uh, and now you guys, yeah, from St. Louis, Josh Arnold joined mm-hmm. the show, the fill in for Bob, and he has been an amazing uh, person to fill those shoes. He's really done a great job. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. Sorry, Couldn't just swallowed my pride. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Uh, it's all good. I hope everybody, you know, obviously if you're listening to this, great, but man, you're going to get some good YouTube footage if you watch us on the YouTube channel. Uh, but then you've also been featured on Sirius XM as well. That's yeah. also a really big accomplishment. How does that feel to have that as a credit for you? Uh, well, don't do one word <laughs> answers, Joe. That doesn't help the podcast. Um, good. good. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I did a show for Ryan Niemiller uh, where mm-hmm. I did about 15 minutes and on tour was recording it and they, they not his set because he was doing the America's Got Talent thing. Uh, turns out he's, he's talented. Um, <laughs> but they took a few of my tracks on that thing and then they took some more of mine on the album and it's it's kind of nice to see what it's like to uh, get paid well <laughs> for comedy. <laughs> right. I didn't, I didn't know you could do that. I, I never <laughs> knew. Like the How best I got paid was uh, opening, doing a show for Texas Roadhouse corporate gig. Ugh. Um, oh, wow. How long have I been doing comedy? Yeah. Um, uh, oh, it's going to be 10 years this summer. So wow. enough to know that uh, if nothing happens, I should really start thinking about it. Um, <laughs> uh, but I mean, but no, hey, it's been that's a, it's been really good. That sounds, I mean, like I said, it seems like you've got a lot going on. How was that, uh, going back for a second, that is really intriguing. How was that corporate gig with the uh, Texas Roadhouse? How did that go down? Um, I, They didn't want comp, like half the people were like there because they had to be there. Because they, I guess, I guess the franchises don't all know each other. Mm-hmm. So uh, they did a, like an hour and a half award show with no comedy and then had me go on after. So everybody was really good, tired, and bored uh, for me to go stand up there and tell some jokes they don't want to hear. And the only time I did well is when I just started making fun of the lady who won like five awards and that no one really liked her. Oh. <laughs> they were like, oh, this is good. <laughs> Finally, something. We don't like her. They're like, <laughs> she's been a real jerk this whole time. And I figured there's one thing I know from comedy is if somebody wins a bunch of awards, they're not well-liked. You know, oh. they never win most popular. <laughs> Um, so that seemed to go well. They didn't like me making fun of some guy's cowboy hat because I found out he later he was the main guy, uh, so they couldn't laugh. <laughs> but overall, <laughs> it was $500 they should not have spent on me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I really think I'm selling myself well so far on oh the Casually Molly show. I really You're think everyone's it. listening to, like, this guy is... He I, does he have a girlfriend? Yes, I do. It's of course I do. I have a very strong jaw. It's the only quality I have. I'm tall too, but it. Let's Joe. Let Molly talk. Okay, Molly. <laughs> what are your credits? <laughs> uh, nothing that involves a corporate show at the Texas Roadhouse. I can tell you right now. <laughs> 
I have also probably lipstick on my teeth. That's a plus. No, but like why I bring and up. And if you pay for the Patreon, you can get the close up, folks, of our <laughs> both our teeth. You can see the big part in my middle teeth and just which tooth has lipstick on it. Who knows? Oh. Exactly. Oh, I love that. Well, see, now that's going to be my new Patreon launch as I come up with my merch design. So we've got a mug. We'll just add it in there and be like, who's got, who did it better? Who did, how it started, how it's going, which, which, which mouth should we be using? Oh, but yeah. no, you're selling yourself great. The only reason I even bring up your credits is because at the end of the day, sure, credits and stuff, but it really just shows like how accomplished you are. Like, sure, like you are very humble. You're sitting here, we're having a great time, but you really do. I was like, you know, because you were so nice about it too. When you sent me your website, you were like, oh, I still have to update it. And I was like, wow, this guy is accomplished so much already that he feels like he needs to update it more like it just shows why you are at the point in your career where you have a comedy album so that's what i kind of wanted to ask you do you feel like it's being released at a good time for you in your comedy career some people do it earlier some people think they maybe do it later so i guess what i'm going to ask you is why do you did you think 10 years into comedy specifically for you this would be the best time to release a comedy album with your material um, that's a good question, which is a, a better version of this question I've had on other podcasts. So do I think this is the right time for my, I appreciate it, Molly. I mean, Thank I'm you. telling you, if they have, a, if they have ever had podcast awards or live streaming, uh, uh VMix calls, I tell you, you gotta, you gotta win. And, uh, and if Rick doesn't get some other, like a ring at least, um, or key also give key a raise. Um, so I... Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> We're all, I think you can't see them, but they're in the booth and they know I love them. So it's okay. Oh, anyway, perfect. go ahead. Um, <laughs> so Chris, no, just <laughs> get me some whiskey. I know, um, right? <laughs> this so is ahead. for the viewers watching right now. Sorry. Um, <laughs> you have no idea what's going on. Uh, this isn't good television. This isn't television, Joe. You got to stop telling yourself you're on TV. This is not late night right now. It's pretty close. Uh, you're so on a streaming I, service. So just streaming remember that. Service. There you go. Well, I'll tell you one thing. I was on a streaming. The credit you're missing is the greatest <laughs> streaming service ever. Uh, NBC CISO, which I was on. I, had a I have it clips. in my notes. Yes, but go yeah, ahead. Yeah, it, it died. <laughs> um, it's gone. It's gone. So I kill things. Um, so is this the right time for my album? I'm talking too much. So I'm going to say it doesn't matter. Like, that's what I found out because I wanted to release an album because other people had been releasing. And I was like, well, why don't I have one? Like, what, what's wrong with me? And I'm like, well, because it'll never be perfect. And then I realized I had a couple of friends who were like, just do it. It doesn't matter. And that's what I went with. It doesn't matter. And that made me be more free with how I'm formatting the album, how it's a little bit different than usual debut albums because it's just kind of a uh, – for people listening, it, the, the album starts with me talking to my manager, and he tells me I'm not the headliner for the show. So it's just like this kind of weird little thing that's happening throughout the album um as it's going along but it, that it i really am very happy with the turnout of it isaac lanford with on tour records he edited it and uh he made me realize there's a lot of stuff i say i don't need to say no more 
um, which I don't know if you could tell so far. I, I again say too many words. Um, That's okay. You're a comedian. It's going to happen. <laughs> it's <yeah>. okay. <laughs> but I'm very proud. I'm very proud of the album. I'm very happy with it. But is it the right time for it to turn out? I don't think. I think it worked out that way. But I don't think it's uh, at the end of the day the biggest deal if I released it too early or released it too late. It's just that I did it, and I feel very happy about that. I couldn't agree more. Like, that's why I was kind of so excited for you, kind of. I was kind of excited for you. I was <laughs> excited for you, especially listening to it because, you know, um, again, I've been talking because, you know, Rafe Williams, I'm sure you've met him. He's got Young Grandpa that's out. Again, we've had Gabe Kia, Dumber yep. Than a Fish, uh, both really accomplished guys. And there's just so much that goes, even when you're doing a podcast just like this, um, there's so much that goes in to making an album and there is so much work and so much time. And then there's people again, like we mentioned behind the scene to do the editing and kind of explain like, mm -hmm. here's maybe what we still need. Here's what you should keep. And it is such a process. So they're like, I think that's sometimes what people forget when they say things like, oh, it's like too late in your career or it's like too early. It's just like, this is, it's not conditional. I was just saying this on our last podcast too, with a musician, like, it is your work and your comedy. Mm -hmm. So anytime that you have people who, like you said, have a village that believes in you and then you're like, you know what, it's mine. Like, this is how I want to represent myself. And really no one has that, you know, control except for you. So you're putting mm -hmm. out what you want to have received. And so, like I said, I'm excited for you. I can't wait to listen to the whole thing. I've heard certain clips from it. It sounds great to me. Um, what I kind of wanted to ask you too is, you know, when you went, you know, this is your first one, how do you kind yep. of, I know this is maybe kind of an anticipation question because it's still not out yet. Again, it's going to be out January 22nd, Joe Bates, Joe Bates, Joe Bates by Joe Bates. Um, but once you get another one out, do you feel maybe in the near future you'd like to do like more comedy albums? Are you somebody that feels like this is going to be my one and done? Uh, just because I've heard both uh, kind of represented in that. Like some people are like, you know what? I have one. This is going to be my solo material. That's it. And then I have people that are like, I'm going to do this album and then I'm going to do this one. And I'm going to do this one. And I, I just kind of want to know what you're maybe heading to in the future. So uh, I think one thing that's uh, hurt me in my career is I, uh, I don't have any goals. <laughs> like when people go like, what do you want to do? Cause I'm moving to New York and I probably could have moved earlier, you know? And they're like, well, what are you going to do with your plan? I was like, ah, I was going to go to an art museum. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was going to go do stand up, and I guess something would just happen. Right. And then you, I would be doing something else, you know, with stand up or maybe write for TV or whatever. And then I go, well, do you have a writing pack? And I go, no. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know what I'm gonna be doing. I'd like to do another album. It was a fun experience and everything. Mm -hmm. But um, do I want to do another album like the next two years? Only if I'm getting paid to do sure. it outside mm -hmm. what this is. I think a self-produced or at least working with Ontor Records. But it's kind of more like you know they're not asking me. We kind of well they ask me. It's it, it just a different type of sure. thing where like Comedy Central is like, we're going to pay you to do an album to be part yeah. of our brand kind of thing. Um, so like if that happens, then I'll do another one. But other than that, unless I'm really feeling some new material and I'm like, this is a this would really work well. Uh, I'm going to just take a little bit and just work on, you know, shorter sets, 
bing, bang, boom, try to get on TV is kind of, kind of the next step that I want to do. Absolutely. No, I think that's a great answer because I mean, this is casually Molly and I actually loved your answer about being kind of like, cause people do that all the time to me too. They're like, where do you see the podcast going? And like, what do you, you know, they want to get like really like deep with you. And you're just like, I would just like it to succeed. Like, it's just like what I said yeah. about 2021, everybody's like, do you have a resolution? Do you have things you want to accomplish? And I'm like, I just want to get through it. Like after 2020, I have the lowest, like lowest expectations going into 2021. <laughs> and I was like, I haven't been banned from Twitter and I still have access to my Spotify. So I'm killing it. This is great. <laughs> so I can't yeah, wait. I, I actually was recently banned. I, I guess oh. <laughs> I was not supposed to do what I did last week. And uh, I'm, oh, I'm supposed to say a written statement. You are not supposed to break into the Capitol. I apologize. <laughs> Nancy Pelosi has the right to all her envelopes and is not my envelope because it has Nancy Pelosi's name on it. So I just oh. want to formally apologize to anyone who may have been hurt uh, by me saying, let's just let's just do it, everybody. Let's just <laughs> do it. Um, so I take full responsibility for the entire Capitol incident. I did, wasn't even doing it for Trump. I just they weren't <laughs> doing tours that day. And I really wanted to, wanted to see, see it. Stuff. Yeah, I never seen it before. Just oh picked the wrong God. day. Oh man! I mean, come on, dude. Like, well, you know what was? I don't know if you've seen. I mean, I'm sure everybody knows about the news and you know breaking into the Capitol and all the rioting. Just want to make sure in case anybody was under a rock sure. and didn't know this was going on. Um, but um, did you see the video of that girl that tried to run in? And I guess I don't know if she got pepper spray. Something happened and. The press or somebody was like, I, you can tell how much I paid attention to this video because I just couldn't handle it. I was like, she's such a moron. But they're filming her and she's like crying. She's like, they wouldn't let me in. And they were so mean. And I'm like, what did you expect, lady, for people to be like, oh, sure. Like, just go yeah. like ruin some shit. Like, don't even <laughs> worry about it. I was like, Jimmy and I were laughing. We we're like, what the fuck is happening? So, I mean, but yeah, Joe Bates is the only one to apologize, apparently, about breaking into the yeah, Capitol. Yeah, I, so, I feel okay. really bad. Well, when I realized I was on a no-fly list, I was like, well, now I got to figure something out because I got to go to Acapulco right. every year. I'm an ASAP. Acapulco. I'm Acapulco Joe. That's what they call Always, That's just my home away from home is Acapulco. Oh. South of here, for those not knowing where Acapulco is. Um, oh, wow. I never was at Acapulco nice. until today. Oh, well, um, <laughs> um, but here's another thing I will, speaking of, you know, breaking into industries and stuff, um, there is a, there is something that, you know, I don't explain this a little bit better to me. You can tell rank you very much. Tell us a little bit about that. Cause I don't want to uh, take the description cause I read it on the website, but I want you to tell us about it. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is why I should update my website. This was an old <laughs> podcast I did, uh, that I don't do anymore. Um, we did <laughs> I haven't done it in over a year or two. I haven't updated my website in a long time. I actually <laughs> never thought anyone would ever look at it. I was thinking about doing it yesterday, but I probably should with the album coming. Joe, just get to the point. No one wants all this tangents. Okay. Um, so, Ranky Very Much was a podcast I did as an audio version, then a live stream version. I used to be on BidChat, which was what Cameo ended up being. Yes. Um, and they realized they needed celebrities, not just a guy doing this. Um <laughs> <laughs> no one was no one was auctioning money to come and join my podcast but uh thank you very much with i i would have two guest experts in the field of whatever ranking whether it's like best serial worst full house character um and they would be very much experts in the field for worst full house character somebody was lived next to the tanners 
and uh, just knew the family really well. Um, and uh, we just would take a list of like 12, dwindle it down, down to whatever the one that won one was. And that was each episode. And we did about 100 of them. Nice. And, uh, yeah, I mean, and let me tell you, uh, I didn't have a producer uh, or uh, engineer in training. I uh, just did it, and uh, it got nowhere. So I need to do whatever you're doing, Molly, because it is way better than what that was. <laughs> well, you just need to contact Midcoast Media, and you and I both know Chris Denman. So literally because I'm friends with Chris, he was like, hey, I trust you. Come and record your podcast yeah. in here. And I went... Okay, that was the conversation. <laughs> no, I, I know. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm, not, I, I'm just saying what I was doing there was not going anywhere, but I enjoyed it. But for me, that and this is, I think, for any creative projects, it got to a point where I, I stopped doing it because of like the the negatives and the amount of work I'm doing to put every week this sure. together mm-hmm. is outweighing any of the positives I was feeling. Sure. So when I wasn't enjoying it anymore, I just kind of moved on to the next thing. Well, you've definitely moved on to bigger and better things. You got your album coming yeah. out, Joe Bates, Joe Bates, Joe Bates, January 22nd. I'm just going to keep repeating it. So by the time this episode is over, everybody's going to be like, we're downloading this. This is great. Um, now, what I'm going to ask you too, though, is, you know, you did say, so again, I'm from Cincinnati, Ohio. Everybody who listens to this knows this already, but you are based in Indy right now. Mm-hmm. Um, now, were you born and raised in the tri-state area or did you just kind of like end up in Indy along your, n- no. <laughs> no, I was born in the, the best state in education and healthcare. So not Indiana. I was born in the best one, uh, West Virginia. Um, <laughs> And then since being born in West Virginia, West Virginia is great. You go there with $10, they give you all the dead canaries you want. Um, And I uh, moved 14 times since I was born. Whoa, that's a lot. I mean, I say that only because like some people probably are like, oh, I was an army brat or I did this. I grew up in Cincinnati my whole life and then went to St. Louis for college, moved back to Cincinnati and then moved back to St. Louis. So I've literally lived in just like, two cities. So I was about to say, wow, that is quite a journey. How did we move 14 times? Was it just like traveling with family or just, you know, traveling with comedy? Um, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, no, I was just a real rascal of a kid and we had got expelled a lot. Um, No, (laughs) I... (laughs) My dad's job, uh, engineering, we worked um, at different refineries and chemical plants. Sure. So he would just move up that way by going to a different plant. So, like, I think at one point I was at seven schools in seven years. So, uh, that's really helped me be able to be more fake with people. I think that was the benefit of moving so much. <laughs> You're just it's like, weird. No, <laughs> yeah, it. it's weird to move around so much because, like, you know, when you're growing up as a kid and people just make fun of you for different things. And, like, I didn't realize this till recently, but, like, you know, you make fun of a kid for being overweight or you, you make fun of a kid for wearing glasses. And I just was made fun of because I wasn't there last year. <laughs> like, just... <laughs> My like they're like you're new, <laughs> idiot, and I'm like what? I just wasn't. I'm new. That's all. That's literally the only difference. Like you can see me. I'm very generic white guy. Like there is. I'm a. I'm trying to grow this and buy a plaid shirt. You know, I want to be that comedian. Um, I'm already trying the dusty sleigh here with a hat. Um, That's what I was saying. I... I was like dusty sleigh up in here. What? But go ahead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, he's he's way more successful. Um, but. <laughs> 
but uh no i got this hat because i'm a street sharks boy um so oh. but yeah i moved around so much and it was just weird to be made fun of for just literally like i haven't seen you around so that makes you a little bit different well you know that happens to me too though when i move back to and here's the thing i went to school in st louis but it's very different like living in a city versus like being in a in like a college environment so people were mm-hmm. like i haven't seen you around and i'm like i live here like i'm literally I live in the city like people are like oh you know where did you go to high school which is a st louis question it's also very much a cincinnati yeah. question as well and i'm like what does it matter it doesn't matter like i don't know what so it's just it is weird how people pick on like the weirdest shit you're like i i can't even help that i'm new like my parents brought me here. I don't know what yeah. to tell you. But um, I'm sure, like, having that, does that, I mean, I guess this is kind of a generic question, but do you feel that kind of inspires the material that you've created over these last 10 years, kind of your childhood upbringing and whatnot, and then ending up in Indiana? I I would say, um, I would say a, a multitude of things in my childhood are the reasons why I do stand up. <laughs> right. um, but uh it is it is it's a very it's very much i did live in two different places two different places unaware of each other and they coined the term and i hate to say this because i really i had to move so much to change this name but they coined the term uh jj's or joey jokes which was when i would say a joke to my friends and no one laughed and that (laughs) happened enough that these terms are created in two, the exact same term, two separate places. Um, so I've been working at this album for a long time. And your high school thing, my girlfriend is from St. Louis and she, every time I went in St. Louis or anything, she goes, tell people what high school I went to and everything. I already forgot it. I'm not a good boyfriend. <laughs> That's okay. um, and I like, I, I go, why, why would anyone care? These girls are like, it's the only thing they're going to ask. Yeah, uh, she's not she lives, wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's very strange. Uh, but she went to, she lives in, her family lives in uh, uh, Des Pair. Oh, De Pair. Yeah. Or Des, mm-hmm. Des Perez or whatever. I used to, you know? So, yeah, I used to be uncultured and call it Des Perez. And my friend was like, it's <laughs> De Pair or whatever. And I was like, all right, I was, uh, I'm Italian. I was raised Italian. So I was like, I don't really have like the French influence, which is a lot of what St. Louis <laughs> is about. So I apologize. But uh, that is really cool. Now, does she do comedy as well? Or? Yeah, does she? Second in Indiana's funniest. She's a very funny, funny comic. Yeah. Oh, we gotta have her it, on. <laughs> what are it's we only, doing? It, it, uh, yeah, you shouldn't have me on. You really made the wrong choice of this household. It really should go. Uh, my girlfriend Katie Hetledge, Wally, my dog. Um, I I got some pretty good comic books, and then me right here fourth so i'm sorry casually molly thank you very uh, much you us... yes, <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> um <laughs> but uh yeah she she uh she's great she's really really good and she's only been doing it for like two years so she's nice. got a real good future for her. yeah well good for her well now i know mm-hmm. what other podcast guests i'm gonna have on in the future <laughs> so awesome. uh yeah. you know awesome no sounds great but no i always like to know that just because you know i'm i'm dating a comedian as well and everybody's always like how do you guys like you know date like you're both in comedy and there is something nice about it being able to kind of bounce off back and forth and like having somebody kind of understand the schedule. I mean, pre COVID, I'm sure you were in the same place where, you know, when you start out comedy, people don't really understand that it's all about the hustle of it. Like people are like, Oh, you got to go like 
do a show at a bar somewhere and like there's not a lot of people there and you're like, yeah, but it's my show. Like you should be coming. And they're like, oh, I would rather do like something else. And so then you kind of have to like figure out your people. You know what I mean? Obviously there are people. That yeah, no, I you. totally understand. Yeah. So I'm not trying. Oh, I hope people listening to this aren't like, oh, these comedians are so negative, but I, I wouldn't, you know, I've only been doing comedy <laughs> for four years, but I like yeah. podcasting because I was also in journalism and whatnot. So it's always fun to like talk to people and find out their story. At least it is to me and hopefully my listeners, but um, what is always interesting about it is I love meeting people like you because you understand you're like, oh my gosh, the hustle of it going into it. And I'm sure you feel the same way with Katie is that you're like, oh, like she understands exactly how I feel. And like, that's how mm -hmm. I feel about Jim. I'm like, oh, you know, I don't have to explain anything or I don't have to run into somebody being like, oh, are you going to put me on stage or something? Or are you going to talk about me? And I have to be like, you're really not that interesting, but, uh, thank you. <laughs> it's just, you know, I, well you know, yeah, it's, that's, that's so, you know, I, and I, I completely agree. And I think what I learned, cause I, I dated the, you know, uh, a comic before is more like mm -hmm. people work differently than you. Sure. And that is just the way you got to accept it. You know, I yeah. thought to other comics and relationships and everything. I was like, look, you can't, they're going to do their thing. You're going to do your thing. The, the fact that you guys know that you're doing things and understand that, that's mm -hmm. all that should matter. You really can't get into any more than that. Exactly. Plus, you know, Katie's incredibly funny, and I would only hinder her uh, because I'd be like, "You should, you should talk about me more and plug my album." Yeah, here's a whole <laughs> joke about my album. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I, I actually think it'd be, it would be tough for me to date not a comedian because I. Uh, sometimes I'm, I'm too blunt of my situation with people. So. Yeah, right. Like I am a very outgoing person and I was also in like theater too. So it's what's mm -hmm. kind of great though is that Jimmy is very like, I hate to be like, he's so patient with me, but like he really is like, he's like, he's like, oh, you know, yeah, I'm always a little bit more introverted, a little bit quieter, but he also has the same appreciation for it. So some people are like, how can you be so blunt? And like, he can be so quiet. And I'm like, you would be, you would be surprised. <laughs> like it's a, so it, it's a good balance. So I understand exactly what you're saying. Cause you know, I'm like, who else would put up with this? I have no idea. But, uh, uh, what I will ask you now that we have dissected relationships, I hope everybody got some free therapy out of that. Uh yeah, we, we're the we're the first comedians to talk about relationships and therapy, so we did it, folks. We did it. We accomplished it. We rose above. We did what no other comedian could do. Um, but speaking, wait until of, you see what this one person walks like and this other person walks like. Um right. What um I would want to point out though, you guys. So you had a dog that you showed me earlier. I'm sorry that Wally did make yeah, an appearance well, while we were on air but uh was that a true story literally just dead oh. uh, <laughs> no you know well he lays on his side uh, maybe i'll show i'll show what he how he lays um. he, just, <laughs> he just lays like that he just lays on his side and doesn't move that's me and every Monday. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> coming home so it's so <laughs> but um yeah, which uh, which story is true? I lie a lot. <laughs> story. When yeah, I was like, oh, who's your friend? You're like, oh, this is Wally. We made a bet that if we were here for over <sighs> six months, we'd adopt a dog. Did you guys already have the dog, or did was this dog actually no, adopted? No, yeah, this is a this is a COVID dog. Uh, oh, one of many COVID dogs <laughs> oh, that people Jesus. got. You know, a lot of people thought it was gonna be COVID babies, but it was COVID dogs that were the big hit. It's a um, good thing. But I told her because you know I I was a. Uh, 
an idiot and i was like okay well this this you know we've had other flus this is when covid first started like this can't be that big a deal right because uh otherwise i'd be very scared and i said if we have to stay another six months instead of moving to new york to indianapolis then we'll get a dog and i was way off uh 300,000 people died and we got a dog so win for me <laughs> um <laughs> oh my god <laughs> uh, big win <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's a nice dog he's cool you know he, he doesn't really have any flaws at all he just barks at other dogs on walks and then we think he's a bad dog because of it but it's just because life yeah. is too easy for us <laughs> <laughs> Well, he seems very content. He's the best podcast uh, accompanied, I guess, animal that we've seen. I think this is actually the first dog we've had on the podcast. So go, Wally. Uh, that's pretty great. Um, but, you know, you <laughs> speaking of quarantine and stuff, what I'll ask you outside of comedy, like, has there been anything that you guys have been kind of doing to keep, you know, busy during this time? Like, have you been watching anything good? Have you been watching any specials? Yeah. We, I mean, we've been doing this thing called binge watching. I don't know if anyone's tried it before. Um, we watched a show and uh, we watched the TV show that I think everyone should watch. And I will say only 5% of you are going to like it. It's called Inori Love Wagon African Journey. It is a Japanese dating show where they get into a, like a van and they travel around Africa and they try to fall in love with each other. But they don't really talk to each other, and they just kind of sit in awkward silence constantly until they profess <laughs> their love to fly back to Japan together while learning about different African cultures and countries. And it is uh, – it's a lot. It's a lot. Uh, in the theme song, they tell, they tell the audience all the blood types of the contestants for reasons I still don't understand. <laughs> what? <laughs> it is such a weird show. I know I love Wagon african journey where can you um, find this on netflix because we watched <laughs> i think it's like 30 episodes we watched all of them one okay. guy was a practicing ninja and it was great it's so weird because there'll be like one episode where they're learning about genocide and then the next scene is them sitting together like well i kind of like you <laughs> it's <laughs> what? like what <laughs> well, you know crazy. what? <laughs> it's really not that different from dating now, though, because it's like, oh, people riot at the Capitol. Also, what do you want for dinner? Like, what? <laughs> yeah, that is, that is true. <laughs> oh, it's just I'm like, starting oh. to think I opened a Pandora's box by watching the show in America. Is that's I've caused all of this. I'm so sorry, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. Remember, you apologized earlier. You were the only one that did, so it's okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but speaking of pandora's box uh why comedy <laughs> why comedy why did you open up this box and say you know what <laughs> what a segue i can see why they thought you were a pro that was perfect why comedy why, why comedy? comedy indeed yeah this is the same question my dad asked me um, <laughs> mine too yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And my mom goes I, whatever whatever your dad says uh, i go thanks mom um <laughs> But uh, <laughs> why comedy? 
I, well, I did it when I was 18. Like, I'm 30. I'm about to be 35 uh, on January 22nd. The same, surprisingly, the same date. My album releases. Uh, oh, cute. Nice. Yeah, cute. Nobody, nobody, <laughs> nobody has ever said somebody turning 30, a man turning 35, go, oh, cute. It's, oh, well, I meant oh. like the album coming out on the same day. Yeah, I know. Day. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> There's not a guy blowing out a cake with a 35 on it and someone's going, oh, my gosh, that's mm, splendid. Uh, no, it's that guy bought his own cake and candles. Um, <laughs> why did he do that? Why does he not have anyone else that loves him? And it's not even a, it's I, it's a vanilla, it's a vanilla cake. It looks like there's writing on it and it's, it, oh, the writing says, at least I love you. Oh, this is gross. Um, move along 35 year old man. Um, <laughs> so why comedy? It's cause I don't. Like, I listened to a lot of stand-up growing up. Like, the first album I listened to was Bob Newhart, uh, uh, a button-down concert, which I still one of my favorites. And uh, I went to a lot of – I asked my family to go to comedy clubs when I was, like, 16, 17 to go see stand-up because stand-up was, like, I loved watching it so much, which I didn't realize until much later that I was that invested in stand-up. I thought that was just a normal kid thing. Um, but it, <laughs> it wasn't. <laughs> um and then uh, my we didn't have prom in my uh, Christian high school. We had junior senior uh, banquet. We wouldn't we weren't allowed to dance. And uh, they're asking what will be a good after party. And I said, let's go to a stand up comedy club. And everyone was like, okay. I was like, yeah, yeah I'll plan it. Um, and nobody liked it but me. And it was Aww. a comic I had seen before. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't think that comedy club exists anymore because this is a dying industry, but. Um, I, I just, I just always loved doing it. And, uh, I did it when I was 18. I bombed real hard. Someone in the crowd did a trombone noise. Wow. 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 And I didn't do it for seven years after that. Yeah. It hurt. It hurt a lot. It hurt uh, me. And I, it didn't even yeah. happen to me. <laughs> yeah. Which is funny on the album. I do two different times. I do, uh, uh, a trombone noise. Um, <laughs> yeah, so it really <laughs> stuck. That that person really hit me hard. Um, but he, I just was, I waited seven years until I was 25. I tried it again just randomly, and I was like, I really like doing this, and this is something I've been wanting to do. And I didn't realize that. Like, before I was, I did, <laughs> I did karaoke a lot. Uh, I was doing karaoke four nights a week. Oh, wow. For like two years. So that's um, dedication. Wait, were you like yeah. hosting it or were you performing it? Uh, me and my brother were performing it. And, okay. uh, and uh, I was sober uh, the whole time. Um, so uh, I should be in jail. <laughs> <laughs> like that, that is a clear sign of someone that should just go straight to jail. That is... The worst kind of person and I know who I was and I was just I didn't know what else to do for fun other than having people watch me sing Total Eclipse of the Heart and that was all I know. <laughs> Is that and your then go -to? My bro <laughs> Yeah, my that. brother was the worst too because he like we sang it enough that my brother was like, We gotta we gotta keep giving them the hits, it's what the crowd wants. And I'm like, What are we doing? <laughs> like what is this life? Oh, I love we that. Yeah, it was crazy. I was like, we should try other songs. It was like like a it's like a comedy duo who are just like the worst, just the worst two people to ever have. 
I feel like this is going to be a movie at some point, like something like a twist, a uh, twist of like Step Brothers, but it's like Karaoke Brothers or something. And like you guys just, what are we doing? I'm in theater. I took script writing. You've got a plot. We got to like make this happen. I'm ready. Let's do this. <laughs> okay, perfect. I I have full ownership, and you do all the work. I'm all for that. That's fine. There you go. <laughs> I'll just be like, here's what we need to do, Joe. Just figure out whatever. <laughs> needs to be figured out ownership wise but no you know i i actually don't judge that at all so i will say um don't be ashamed of being sober during karaoke because i was a theater major and um theater majors are always sober during karaoke because they all do <laughs> fucking musicals so they're like one moment, this guy fucking sucks, but I'm going to get up here and just start singing and doing. And then everybody in the bar, like they are like, oh my gosh, I, I'm getting this release. Everybody like everybody's, it's something out of a movie, but they knew what they were getting into. So it's okay. I mean, if you, if you were having a good time, I've also listened to podcasts too, where people have gotten karaoke machines, especially when they were on lockdown. And it was almost like relaxing to them to have the karaoke machine. So I've thought about it. And Jimmy met me at a show that Chris Denman hosted. And then afterwards they had karaoke and um, he asked me out after I sang Spice Girls drunk. Wow. So <laughs> it's uh karaoke's been a big part of my life. <laughs> so don't, Full don't, circle don't, don't do a, don't do honey a hard judge. I haven't done it since. And I, I do judge some karaoke people like, you start doing some Faith Hill and your song is like this kiss oh or something. I'm like, you need. You oh, just, my gosh. You stop yeah, chasing they, that dream, baby. <laughs> you, I, like if I hear the song Black Velvet, I start having like just flashbacks, uh, just horrible flashbacks to like, oh, my gosh. There's one thing about karaoke. The skinnier the person is, the worse the song is going to be, you know? Oh my God, that's kind of true. Oh it my is God, like the, yes. the, the skinnier they are, like it's usually like a guy, like uh, if it's a guy like really skinny in jeans and like a sleeveless shirt and he sings If He Cheats by Dixie Chicks, he should be thrown in jail with me. We should throw him in jail <laughs> as well. And then you'll have like three white skinny girls singing like TLC and you're like, why did Left Eye die and not these women? Like why did... <laughs> It's the worst. <laughs> Wait, so hold on. Not to, I, I think we got on, on, you know, off track here with karaoke, but I'm glad Sorry. we just bonded. No, don't apologize. I actually am kind of happy we bonded over that. How did that tie in to why comedy? Because uh, I was performing karaoke a lot. I was sense. wanting to perform and that was going on. After karaoke, I uh, dated a uh, dated this one girl. The relationship was horrible, very toxic, and she cheated on me. And that I, I, I'm not don't I don't need any alls or any of that shit. Oh, but I after did. That, I was more like, like oh, okay, <laughs> yeah, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, it was just like whatever. It was, uh, but after that, like I was like kind of not in a great place, and I started seeing a therapist, and he was like, just do what you want to do instead of what you think everybody else wants you to do. So I started acting. Uh, I did some student films and some just acting in Houston. I was living in Houston, Texas at the time. And then eventually I was, I sold a stand-up place and went and did it. And I was like, this is, this is what I want to do. This uh, is the thing that I've been wanting to do. And I didn't realize that the whole time. So it's been nice. nice. Oh, I love that. No, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I just was like, wait, how does this, but that makes performance. That totally makes sense. But uh, have you been keeping up on your karaoke though? Not to swing the pendulum back, but 
Um, are we, are we, are so, we sh- <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> so karaoke now, my girlfriend loves karaoke. Like they did, her family did karaoke over Christmas. And I was like, this is weird uh, <laughs> to have a family that loves each other. Um, and uh, <laughs> so they, they were doing karaoke and she'll do karaoke. She, before standup, she was in the improv world and they would do an improv show at a place in Indianapolis and afterwards do karaoke. And when I first started dating her, she's like, come on, hang out. And uh, it was like kind of like the the guy who retired and he just he goes, okay, one more game, you know, or one more job. No, that's where I get I'm out there. Go, yeah, I like and that. And I sing, I'll sing karaoke and I'll do it and I'll sit down. I was like, that was so good. And I was like, yeah, I haven't done that 5,000 times. <laughs> <laughs> we karaoke, me and my brother karaoke total clips of the heart together in i think five different countries maybe wow it's the, yeah it's not we weren't on tour we were just <laughs> we were just lucky to travel <laughs> right. um but uh it's the stupidest thing we did it in panama where everybody was singing in spanish and we still put it in to go sing it and the crowd went nuts and that was probably the only time in karaoke where i was like all right, this seems worth it now. Every other time seems like I don't know why I'm doing this, but but now in Panama we've got, we've got the crowd there. I like yeah, that. Yeah. Oh, that's we so were given great. the canal. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> they just gave it to us. Oh, I love that answer though. I wasn't expecting that at all, but I love that of all things, karaoke was like your segue into comedy. You're like, fuck yeah, I'm going to do this. This is so cool. I'm, I'm really excited for you. And now, I mean, Hey, now look where it led. You've got your album, Joe Bates, Joe Bates, Joe Bates coming out January 22nd on your birthday. So I mean, on hey, my birthday. It, it went and we've all got toxic relationships at all. I mean, I feel like you <laughs> I feel like, feel like you have to have at least one and then you're like, all right, now I'm ready to do something. So I don't know. At least that's yep, me. At least one. <laughs> At least one. And then you're like, all right, check that box off. But now you have Katie, and I'm sure she's lovely and wonderful. Oh, so no, she's so the best. See, she's there we go. Lovely. Yay, Katie, you're the best. And you got Wally, too. Oh, Katie and Wally. Very cute. Um, <laughs> okay. You're like, okay, great. So You can okay. have my life if you want it. <laughs> it's all right, Joe. I've got enough karaoke in my life. I'm good. <laughs> yeah, I don't I have a karaoke that. partner. You have your brother. I would have to find somebody to do it with me. So I am see. looking for a new one. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but no, I'm always so happy, especially like when people are doing great things. I know a lot of comedians joke and they're like, oh, I fucking hate people can like succeeding and stuff but i i am really excited for you i know like again a lot of things like obviously all these wonderful things that are happening to you are great but they obviously took a lot of work to get to that point which is what i'll ask you what i always ask people at the end uh for people who and i know it's a little bit harder right now because we are in a pandemic and um things are a little bit more difficult to navigate what advice would you possibly give to somebody in your shoes that's trying to kind of figure they, their way out in comedy, they want to pursue it, maybe in the next 10 years have a comedy album at some point, uh, what advice would you give to them? Um, so the, the two pieces of advice. The one is I think what everybody who gives advice should say, and I've, you've probably heard it a million times on this podcast, you just have to write a bunch and you have to get on stage a bunch, and that's literally the main thing you have to do. Because you are not going to be funny when you start. 
you are probably not funny now, you know, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> you'll just keep writing and you'll keep going on stage and eventually you'll get confidence on stage and the confidence will make you funny. It's yes. literally the only thing that makes you funny. <laughs> Whether you're doing like a sad sack or like an energetic physical comedy, it's literally just being confident on stage and everything else works. So you have to go on stage a bunch and write a bunch. The second piece of advice, which I think was very important for me, and I to like the second half of my career start realizing what it meant, um, was you write what you think is funny and you keep what the audience tells you is funny. So you're always writing what you want to do, but you're not like you need to, if a joke's not working or anything, you need to fix it and you need to adjust it, but you still need to be you, but you also, the audience is telling you how to be successful. Mm -hmm. They're very important in the whole thing of entertaining an audience. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. That was really, well, so the first part, obviously we always hear about writing and that, but that second part I've never heard before. I thought that was very well. See, what are you hiding underneath that hat? You've got all this knowledge. You pretend like you don't, but. oh, It's a full head of hair is what it is. It's uh, very luscious. (laughs) I'll never lose it. (laughs) Oh man. Every barber says, this is the thickest hair I've ever seen. And I go, say it again, Bill. And (laughs) I think his name's Bill. I never asked him actually. I just talked about myself. Oh, I love it. Well, that's right. That's why we named your album Joe Bates. Joe Bates coming out on January 22nd. Because we're talking we about you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's why we named it. I, Molly actually is a, is a big credit for this. She wrote it. This is the movie. Um. <laughs> I always say that because I'm just like, here we are. Hey. No, I, I like, no, I always like, I always use the term we just because. In, in my heart sometimes, even though you can be sassy, I never want to just corner somebody like, and that's why you're talking about yourself. And that's why your album is this. Like, <laughs> So I'm like, I'll just throw myself under the bus too. It's fine. Okay. Don't worry about it. Uh, but throwing Joe, under the bus? Is my album throwing under the bus? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just throwing myself under the yeah. bus for taking <laughs> no, credits. No, no. <laughs> no, you're good. But Joe, you have been wonderful. I've really appreciated getting so to know you. Me. Oh my gosh, of course. Where can we find you on all the social media platforms uh, to also find your album too as well coming out January 22nd um, so you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Joe Bates Comedy uh, I'll have I have links to where you can pre-order my album on Amazon Music iTunes Spotify um, a fourth thing um, but I prefer you to buy iTunes because I'm hoping I'm hoping to be the first ever comedian to be number one on iTunes. No comedian has actually ever done it before, and that is my goal to be the only one to have ever been number one on iTunes. You may have heard credits; they've all lied. <laughs> I am going to be the first one. Um, but yeah, in the you go to my website JoeBatesComedy.com uh, and uh, you can see something that hasn't been updated in two years. Uh, and check out Ranky very much. <laughs> Um, <laughs> you can go see that I was a finalist in on a, a, a regional on-demand Comcast show. Uh, he was. <laughs> I have it in my notes ago. too. I had a bunch yeah. of things about you, but once you said you didn't update the website, I was like, "Oh shoot, what if I bring up something?" And he's like, yeah. "Well, that's gone too." <laughs> yeah, that's like, also okay. gone. That's. <laughs> Hopefully, you don't have my dad on that bio. He's dead. No, he's actually <laughs> alive. Um, he's a good guy. But I'll say this, the other thing, and if you like podcasts, the podcast I would like to promote is a, a one that I did with my friends called Entertainment Federation Wrestling. 
Um, it's not necessarily a podcast as it's like an episodic serial fictional show we created with like sound effects. Um, it feels like you're actually watching like a wrestling show live, but it's all audio where the announcers for it. We do the voices for all the wrestlers. There's sound effects for like the mat noises. So you can sound like you're listening to wrestling on it. We have a tag team. That's a father son tag team, but the dad never shows up. Uh, it's very funny. Uh, season one is all on YouTube and Spotify and iTunes. I would entertainment Federation wrestling. I'll always promote that forever. Very happy about that show. Very and cool. Then, yeah, yeah. Joe Bates, Joe Bates, Joe Bates by Joe Bates, January 22nd. <laughs> <laughs> January 22nd. Very easy name to remember. Joe Bates, you are great for coming on here. I really appreciate your time. Remember, for those of you who like this episode and also like the other episodes and you want to promote them, you can share them too. No, this is um <laughs> Long story short, just remember that you can always casually subscribe to the Casually Molly podcast, any social media, all streaming services, you find it. Uh, but Joe, now that we're done with our interview, I always ask, what are you going to casually do now, now that this episode is over? I am going to casually act like I'm not enjoying The Bachelor with my girlfriend. Oh, I have not. So I haven't watched The Bachelor or The Bachelorette in like years, but I get updates from other people and I'm like, should I be tuning in? What's happening? Um, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. I make fun of people, but then sometimes I make fun of the wrong person. Like it's all good, but then I make fun of the wrong person. Then I'm in trouble, but it's all for Bachelor in Paradise. That's the whole goal. We actually, we did a, a, a sketch of Bachelor in Paradise where people missed it because it didn't happen this year. Me and my girlfriend uh, a while back. And she's great. I love her so much. Um, but I, uh, yeah, that's really, I'm going to just act like I don't really like the show that I'm getting more and more invested in every right. time I watch it. <laughs> well, uh, if anybody wants to tune in and compare notes with Joe, <laughs> this is your opportunity. Just drop it in the comments. But uh, Joe, thank you again and have a great rest of your night. Best of <laughs> luck on the comedy album coming out January 22nd that you and I both named. And so it's all good. <laughs> I love that. That was my favorite part. It's my album throwing you under the bus. I almost oh, said. The end of it is your favorite part. The end of this whole hour was your oh man, that's I might need to think about that for a second. Hey, if it we'll see what the reviews are January twenty second. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I actually I will say I will say this though, and I, I know that I'm a complimentary person, but um it was it was really funny for the clips that I heard. So I am really excited to hear the whole thing. Congratulations on your achievement. That's really awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right. Bye, everybody.